0: Voice. Just go all Eliza
1: do little on you. <laughs> should we all do a posh podcast? Posh voice
2: can we all though? do a posh podcast? Well, hello. How Let's do that yes. then.
0: Let's hello.
1: In fact,
2: like. Don't know how long I can keep this up. Then. No, <laughs> I, don't, I think I might
0: have to dispense with the posh voice yeah. fairly soon.
3: I, we, oh, okay, I, well,
2: we should probably just
3: try and do things normally. Yeah. You're still okay. putting on the posh voice. I'm just talk. I'm just hearing my voice. So posh.
2: Is it's I'm posh, posh, hearing yes. my voice through the <laughs> headphones. It's yeah. just making me. BBC. We call it the BBC. My, my oh, okay, really? okay. I'm, I'm just being manipulated by michael yeah uh, <laughs> That's, i
1: really wish i hadn't hit record 36 seconds ago was, um, <laughs> was presumptive um, it's always a mistake okay uh, mistake let's, sorry let's just sound effect i'll try and keep off. the black
2: country down a bit
1: i <laughs> know oh, that was, I was... oh there we go. um so I could have faded <laughs> that in and out didn't um yeah shall i, shall I us off? yeah okay cool. keep us off huh. a bit of the posh now Hello and welcome to <laughs> Pedagogzilla, the Pedagogic Podcast with the Pop Culture Core. Coming at you live. Coming at you live? They wouldn't have said that, would you? Coming at you <laughs> live. <laughs> coming at you live. Coming at you coming at From the Playful Learning Conference 2022. We're coming at you multiple times, apparently, from our quiet little uh, corner at the back of the conference. I'm Mike, your host, uh, Imposter Syndrome Incarnate, a man with a whole sack of microphones, and
2: joining me, we have... I'm Mark Childs. Uh, I'm from the University of Durham, where I'm a senior learning designer. And I'm Chris Morrison. I uh, currently
3: work at the Bodleian Libraries, um, where I'm the Copyright and Licensing Specialist, but for the purposes of today's conversation, I am part of the Copyright Literacy Double Act with my esteemed colleague
0: hello yes i'm jane secker i am a senior lecturer in educational development at city university and yes just delivered a keynote this lunchtime with chris on uh, our approach to or playful approaches to copyright
1: and what a keynote so (laughs) uh, i don't want to i mean I'm assuming this show is going on tour. The theaters around, so do keep an eye out on your your, your local performance spaces. But just...
0: this this was the opening act. You know the opening. It, and Event. it was
1: incredible so we yeah. had as I kept a little tally so we had improv we had you know talk about podcasts we had skits uh, we had lots of humour a lot of I've written energy and effervescence as two different things because there was a lot of just fizziness it was fantastically fizzy <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a little bit of competition there was mm. essentially cabaret there was music mm-hmm. it was uh, there was dress up cosplay it was a real uh, and somehow all of this fit within about 45 minutes
0: We packed it in, didn't we?
3: We managed to get there.
0: Everything but the kitchen sink. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. We had quite a a, a huge amount of luggage we brought with us, I have to say.
3: (laughs) All the costume changes. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely everything. And I I just, sometimes I feel under pressure to pack light. I don't like to pack light. I just like to bring everything. And I think the same applies to our approach to this particular...
0: We've had two years to plan it. So we had put a lot of thought into what we were going to do Mm. we had to cut some stuff out obviously when we realized that we had packed way too much in yeah but we were we were we were quite keen to do the kind of three acts the three performances weren't we yeah and then we realized it was four costume changes
3: well we thought if there's one place we can try out all the silly ideas that we've had it would be this conference Mm -hmm. it would be playful learning and if we couldn't do it here we were never going to do it, so let's just go all in.
0: We're a big Star Wars nerds, so um, really, yeah, uh, oh, uh, you wouldn't have <laughs> that, guessed, that did you? It didn't come didn't across ch- at all. No no, 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 no. And yeah, I've had a Princess Leia wig for some time, but oh, we I've had a jealous. little. I've been jealous. Of yeah, and we had, we had a bit of a um, supply issue with the costumes. So actually, a couple of days before we came to the conference, I was um, whizzing up those costumes on my sewing machine. So, yeah, they
2: were super as well. Yeah,
0: they weren't bad, were they? Yeah,
2: I had to buy my um Jedi outfit off eBay and it was well, it's over 100 pounds. So, you said you've saved yourself a bit of money there.
0: Yeah, we're nothing if not economical.
2: Yes, am
1: I the only person who doesn't own a
0: Star Wars, Star Wars outfit.
2: outfit around this table. It looks like yeah. you are. Yeah. See,
0: I've, I've, Do you want to get
1: your coat? Well, I'll be honest with you. So far, this I feel attacked. So far, this conference, I've been <laughs> the only person that the without a doctorate. I've been the only person at the table who's not, you know, leading some world-leading institution of. And now I've got, not got. This, this is the one I feel <laughs> worst about. Is not having a Star Wars costume. So I mean, we've talked about what happened in the keynote, but not what the keynote itself was actually about. So this was permission to play with copyright. So, for uh, the folks at home who, who weren't there, what was kind of you know what were the you say the key takeaways? What were the key points of permission to play with copyright?
3: Well, we're both massive copyright nerds. Um, I mean, we we've, we've both got um, different backgrounds, but mm. they led us towards wanting to help people get their heads around copyright and mm. not be so worried about it or bored by it Mm. Um, and my background is in music jane's is in research Mm. and education Um, and we kind of came together because we both were working in library world Uh, but the 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 key thing we were trying to get across here is because we've taken playful approaches to copyright we've created games and we've got our own podcast and we've got our webinar series and we like to muck about but there's actually a point to doing that and there's it's a serious business that was one of the things we were talking about really Mm. it's serious because it's the law and there are consequences it's business because there's a lot of money in the creative industries but there are lots of communities who really need to be able to work with copyright creatively and not get so tensed up by worrying about the consequences of what's going to happen to them or the institutions they work for or the communities that they they work within that we we want to show different ways of thinking about it and it loosens people up to be trying some of the things that we have tried. not everything that we've, we've ever tried works but we thought we'd just throw everything into it to say right this is how we approach it
0: and And we did actually, I mean, it came our interest, obviously, we were both interested in it for a variety of reasons. I was originally a librarian, and I was interested in copyright because I saw it as something that was a barrier to getting access to information. And that, for me, was why I immediately thought, I need to understand this. I, every time someone's saying, "I can't oh, you can't do that because of copyright," I would want to sort of say, "Really?" Really? You know, is it, is that true? Is that, let's like try and understand that a bit more, or is that a perception? And also, like in the early days when I was trying to talk to people about copyright, one of the things I realised was they just didn't want to engage. They just didn't want to talk about it at all, which meant that it kind of, it was it was like it became almost like a bigger barrier than it really was because it's just like oh I just you know let's just kind of forget it let's just sort of you know put that out of our mind or it's too complicated it's confusing it doesn't make sense well, it's sort
1: of become the bogeyman hasn't it copyright is very much a bogeyman to yeah. pull out of the hat and also a stick to bit beat, beat people with. absolutely
0: mm. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and and so those kinds of kind of awkward conversations where people just wanted to run away and just not think about it and and sort of say well it's not you know I'm I'm an academic I've got to just teach and I've just got to get on with it it's kind of a bit like but if you don't address copyright you know you're you're kind of potentially causing yourself all sorts of unnecessary problems and that's where you know for me it relates to the, the kind of open access, open education debate that that's a lot of academics where they will just they oh, I don't think about copyright I just need to get this book out or this article sign away things, and then say well if, what, what do you mean I can't use this in my teaching it's mine well no actually did you not read what you were signing when you agreed to publish in that journal or so you get into conversations again about you know well well what do you actually want to do here what are you trying to achieve.
1: Mark and I are very lucky to have met you. I <laughs> think this is this is like some sort of future soothsaying. If, uh, oh,
2: what you think? Though actually, we might, we might run into these issues at some point. i think with the book,
1: we'll definitely run into these issues at mm. some point with the book. Oh, in what way? I don't know a single thing. I, I I probably somebody gave me a piece of paper and said to sign it. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Here's my. Oh,
2: uh, we just uh, yeah, but we'll just do it as OER and we'll correct common. Well, comments see, this is why we need
0: to this is of why of we stuff. need to
1: speak to
2: people oh, okay. before
0: yeah. it is. Yeah. But it is about finding the right model. So we yeah. we, you know, we wanted to do. So we've got a book, copyright and e-learning. It's, on, it's it we're looking to do the third edition just before the pandemic broke out and we obviously sort of slightly put that on to one side while we were quite busy doing webinars and doing all sorts of other things. But every time we go back to it, the problem we get into is saying, yeah, but we want to share our advice openly. And so actually publishing it in a book that is sold for sort of 60, 70 pounds because it's a specialist monograph, is that really what mm-hmm. we want to be doing? So we started talking to some publishers and we are like, okay, we'll go down the open, you know, the open book route and uh, yeah yeah so you're right yeah so we're looking at if you could give us about seven or eight thousand pounds
3: well we got we got quotes of more than that from some of the publishers they're saying right. so we don't really do this but you know if you give us twenty thousand pounds then we'll we'll, and we're kind of a bit like like, hang on a minute
0: What who's making money in this (laughs) we're gonna write the book and uh, yeah you know then they're they're saying well this you know it's, it's they're not gonna get the income from sales are they if they make it available so you, you get kind of stuck in this situation where you just end up thinking i'm not quite sure what the right thing to do is here and i really understand how copyright works and i can't find you know okay so the other thing is we just literally work on the book and put it up as a some sort of pdf you know and just make it available completely for free but then you don't Get the kind of and it's not to say like it's big kudos, but you know it's a book, isn't it? It's you can't a, you stick want, it on the shelf and yeah. show it
2: off to your mates. No, yeah,
0: no. And and how do people find out about it? Because it's just a resource on a website, mm. then, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not. You know, there is a thing about. It's not just when it's in a book. Like, publishers do know how to get your book to market. They know how to yeah put it in front of the people then that want to buy it and.
2: I, I was gonna use the fifty years of ed tech model. I don't know how Martin Well has done that, but it's available for free as a PDF, but you can buy but it through buy it Athabas- Athabasca University Press. Mm. So I was just gonna write it and then ask Martin how he did that. But maybe that's the wrong order. No,
0: no, <laughs> no. I think not not really. We have we know. have talked to lots of different people, mm. haven't we, about how they approach it. Yeah. Um, and looked at lots of these different models and I, yeah absolutely
3: but i think it is worth saying there is there is a difference between we're talking about publishing models all of yeah. which are based on this concept of copyright ownership which is really important we want to get that across to people who are writing things uh but in some ways, that's slightly different to the nuts and bolts about how copyright law works and some of the complexities mm. and about using stuff and reusing uh, other people's material mm. and relying on copyright exceptions and looking at copyright risk and that's the kind of thing that I deal with on a day-to-day uh, thing in my job. And I think so. Sometimes all these kind of worrying things get conflated into to one thing. So we tend to try to to clarify those different bits and split them out and and not just see them as a big gaudian knot of stressful stuff um but yeah i I, th- I don't necessarily think you're going about it the wrong way around at all if you if you write something you've got something of value but then mm. thinking really carefully about how you get it out there and what the implications might be you know that's something that all authors creators need to do mm. see so we can take that to the bank and once and um, part of your
1: keynote was about well your whole keynote was talking about the massive range of ways that you are you know, discussing these ideas and that you're exploring them and making them digestible and kind of accessible for people. And mm. we had a, I mean, yeah, the little improv sketch was just <laughs> was just fabulous. Um, there were songs as well. There were multiple songs with audience participation and banging and clapping. Yeah. I mean, Chris Chris has bought his guitar as you well. Have, just uh, yeah. just saying, we had um, what was it? We had copyright. In record time, what was the final time for copyright?
2: The, the tri- you timed Chris for going oh, through the whole copyright four in stages. a nutshell. Yeah, yes. a yeah, nutshell.
0: yeah. Copyright in a nutshell to see if you could do it in less than a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is the um, how many works, seconds was it? Work, well, actually, I think I
3: think what it was a little bit of stagecraft there because you actually
0: I couldn't work out how to set the timer on my. Uh, I, I would never have
3: point.
1: known.
0: No. No, no. So oh. we will
3: never know whether I'd be my, my record so far was,
0: was 58, fifty so. eight. Yeah. Well luckily yeah. I actually
1: have a little timer on this recorder in front of me. Okay. So uh Should so you get him
0: to do copyright in a nutshell again.
1: Yeah, let's okay. Uh let's see. Do I have a <laughs> do I have a button? Which of these two buttons might be appropriate? No idea. Okay, so there'll be a some description of sound. I can't remember what sound it'll be. Okay. And then uh and then go. <laughs>
3: So copyright is a type of intellectual property right that covers the creative expressions of certain types of things such as literary, artistic, musical, dramatic works, typographical arrangements, sound recordings, film and broadcast. Um, It arises as soon as the creative work is fixed in some kind of tangible form and is sufficiently original and lasts for a set period of time after which it expires and the work passes into the public domain. In the UK, artistic, musical, uh, literary works last for 70 years from after the death of the author. Now, copyright uh, puts restrictions on certain types of activities which are copying, distributing copies to the public, uh, playing the, performing the work in public, communicating the work to the public by means of electronic transmission, rental or lending, adaptation or any of the above with an adaptation. Um, and if you want to do any of those, you need to do so legally. First, you can do that with authorization of the rights holder, which is through a license um, and getting permission, or you can do it under a statutory exception to copyright, which is defined in the legislation um, uh, when doing that, there are no right and wrong answers, so it requires risk. Risk is applied there. Okay, so that's kind of it. That
1: was that was that was like a one minute, one second. That was uh, that was yeah, pretty amazing. Pretty cool. right. good. Okay, He's got that a a was bit awesome. I mean, the start. crowd are going wild. <laughs> no, that's a <applause. laughs> oh, oh, they love it. They love it. Oh, uh, that was that
3: was fantastic that was absolutely brilliant. We don't have the visuals of course the visuals do come from copyright card game which <laughs> is available as an open educational resource from our website copyrightliteracy.org
1: which is another of the sort of the multimodal ways that you're you're um,
3: you're sharing absolutely. these. So I mean absolutely. tell us about tell us about the card game. So the card game was the first <laughs> Playful project that we were involved in, and it, it came shortly after the law changed in the UK in 2014. The copyright law was reformed. oh, copyright law. I was thinking card game
1: law for some reason.
2: Sorry, no, no, <laughs> no <laughs> card okay. game.
3: Yes, the, the overarching legislation that determines how people use cards. Ah, the Poker of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> there were some reforms that allowed education research uses uh, under exceptions that previously weren't there, and we were commissioned to do some training for librarians. And we didn't just want to stand in front of people we, with we, a bunch of slides. We were slides.
0: both really clear that we said, no, we need to try and do something different. We'd both been thinking about trying to do something different in the way we were teaching in our own institutions. And we just said, like, if we're going to go out and run this whole series of you know, workshops, the last thing these people are going to want is us turning up and just kind of droning on with yeah. a set of PowerPoint slides right. about... You know, this part of the law has changed, and 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 Chris, you were kind of you you had quite a strong vision from the start of this idea about holding things in your hand, having cards, having some sort of, you know, you, you, we were talking at one point about top trumps. Weren't yeah, we? the
3: thing about trumps is so there's one aspect of copyright which is so you may have these exceptions which say for research purposes as long as it's fair then you can make copies for yourself, or accessibility. So if you have some kind of uh, impairment, visual impairment, or anything that stops you having equal access to anyone else, then a copy can be made, an adaptation can be made to that material without infringing copyright. Now, one of the key things that we had in that law, to get a little bit technical for a moment, is uh, something which is called um, non-override uh, by contract. So if you've got a license, so you're, let's say you're getting your journal article from a database, and in the license contract it says you can only access it through this um platform through you must only read it on this browser then if you actually need to make an accessible copy in another way downloading it putting it into whatever um uh, software that someone could then get more uh, access to um Then of the two, you've got two things that are potentially in conflict. You've got what it says in the legislation. Someone can do that. But then the the license contract says you can't do that. The copyright owner is not permitting you to do it. In that case, the exception wins over and it trumps the license contract. And that was one of the key things to avoid. You know, we got these changes to the law. It helps us in education, but actually... All the providers have just said, no, but you can't do that because the contract says you can't. Mm. So the trumping of it is like, okay, mm. well, that's kind of like cards. And then we did see a big shout-out to Annette Moore from mm. the um, University of Sussex, who'd created a Snakes and Ladders game with copyright. Like, oh, that looks good, Snakes mm. and Ladders. Mm. Um, and clearly she was getting really good feedback from her students who was playing with it. Like, okay. Um, so we kind of clicked together. It's like a card game.
0: Well, you, you said something about a game and I just went well yeah games based learning playful learning that's that's because
3: quite... you, you you more in this I was I mean before. I, I oh, you've I've been because you've been around, around
0: a while, I've been around yeah. a while yeah but no it, like running um, Lilac which is the big information literacy conference we'd had like a theme of playful learning at that conference oh for you know quite a number of years like people like Andy Walsh have been doing a lot of developing games in libraries so I just said to Chris yeah 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 like games based learning and you know play and he's oh right okay yeah that's like a thing and um so we we started kind of coming up with some ideas of this how this would work and i think one of the things that we we were kind of really interested in was avoiding this you know death by powerpoint lots of information presented and we were like well maybe if we put it onto the cards so that they don't have to be taught it. They, they play with the cards and the information they need is on the cards. And then they can work this out, you know, as a, a team as well. That became something that we, we sort of started to see that... So you quite frequently, if you run a copyright training session, you get loads of different levels of understanding in the room. So you're always going to get a couple of people that know nothing... And then you're always going to get a couple of people that are just sitting there going, yeah, I, know, I know, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know how that works. And and the last thing, you know, they're annoying <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, but they're annoying because you can just see them zoning out. And, 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 and the thing about turning it into a game, we felt, was, well, let's mix those people up and then they get an opportunity. When they know stuff... They can share that in the group that they're working. So they get their kind of moment on the stage of telling everyone, oh, we well, do understand, you know, that section 32 of the act actually says. And, and, and so it kind of was a really good leveller, we found, with all these varying bits of knowledge, wasn't it?
3: It was. I mean, the first time I ran it, one of the university lawyers was on one of the teams. And um, we got to this moment where I just noticed she was just standing there and just sorting all the cars and just going, right, it's that, 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 that. And that for me, that was a bit... I then realised, actually, this is a fantastic... It was a fantastic resort. It was clear right from the word go that people loved it. But then actually bringing people together and say, right, you may have differing levels. And actually, your job, if you know this stuff already, is to be working with others. So it's a bit like you know, you're, you're delegating responsibility to teaching to others, but it's much more helpful and it changes the whole... You know, yes, you can be the, the, the person at the front who is the expert and has got the, the knowledge and can impart it. But actually, you get so much out of everybody else's experience because it's not just about the what we call black letter law. If you're studying law, the legislation, it's how that's interpreted and what the terms of art are and, and how things happen. In so education we, in libraries at, We, in we basically places. give them
0: scenarios That are yeah. really based on it, it depends who we're teaching So we've got a whole bank of scenarios We wouldn't use the same scenarios With a group of librarians That you would use If you're talking to the You know University lecturers We've done um, Government librarians We've done sessions for people Who work in the NHS um, And so we adapt the scenarios So that they're quite realistic To the types of problems They might have But We actually remembered yesterday that the first time we kind of really turned it into a bit of a game was actually I was I ran Chris had run the first ever copyright the car game. He then gave me a masterclass in how to do it because I'd been out the country and away, and he had international travel always been a big
3: part of what you do. Rock
0: and roll lifestyle, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then and then. i so i was kind of running this session at leicester at the university library but for a whole group of librarians that come from around the region and i worked out quite quickly that they were in teams and it was a bit like a pub quiz so i was like yeah so we're going to allocate points and i just instinctively felt that if we didn't do that then they wouldn't be quite so invested so we sort of slightly on the fly, I made up a scoring system, which we've used ever since really, haven't we? Mm -hmm. We sort of refined it a little bit, but actually that That kind of immediately brought in this element of competition. So when you've got the lawyer in the team, they're like, right, we're going to win this. You know, they're really determined. And we'd say things like, well, you can, you know, we we may give you bonus points if you've got a really good argument for why you're going to do what you're going to do and, you know, which cards you've selected. But they use cards, they select them, they either hold them up or, you know, when we're playing online, then we give them a Google form and they have to select which cards they're choosing and and there is kind of a right and wrong but we also are open to hearing from them about why they've chosen what they've chosen and if they've got a compelling argument for that then we sort of show you know well no the law isn't black and white and there is all this stuff in the middle that's quite grey
1: to, I needed myself when I, when I had to let my hooter earlier um, <laughs> so where can people find us if they'd like to that's, uh, that's on anything?
0: copyrightliteracy.org isn't it yeah. we've got yeah all
3: would... of our resources are on the website and blog we run which yeah. is copyrightliteracy.org there's a resources tab where we've got the card game we've got our other game The Publishing Trap which is a, a board game about academic publishing um, and all of our kind of We've research papers and
0: copyright waffle podcast is listed copyright under waffle there, podcast. and our t shirt store. T shirt store. So yeah, um, they some have, of the t shirts we have merch. It's fabulous we merch. We do as well. have, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, this one is an exclusive one that was. Really this is it. our parody um, Sergeant Pepper t shirt that was made uh, for Chris's leaving do at the University of Kent, wasn't it, it was. as a present for you. Big
3: shout out to Chris Jones from yeah. the University of Reading, who is a, a marvel with Photoshop and a creative <laughs> genius. That picture, it's not widely distributed because there is a thing around copyright risk. It's the, I was going to say. Yeah. it got a lot yeah, We're not planning that, to sell this one, That I think. comes with a reading list, an entire reading list. Every About single image there people are on comes this. with a reading and full credits because of course if you are going to be using material under for example the parody exception um, in, in UK copyright law then you need to ensure it's appropriately attributed um, as well as ensuring that it's fair. <laughs>
0: so he, I think he's going to be presenting about this at our Ice Pops conference oh, in Pops. September which is... Can you uh, tell us
2: what Ice Pops stands for because that's a brilliant acronym. It's the International
3: Copyright Literacy Event with playful opportunities for practitioners and scholars. Um, which is it has an interesting story behind it as well, because actually that wasn't the original name. No. So we've run it, we've run it um, two times face to face before, and both of those times we've created an annual. So the Ice Pops annual, as you would get with anything that comes around once a year with exercises and crosswords and other stuff. Oh, yeah. like the like Christmas
2: the fe- annuals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they still do, don't they? I remember yeah. them, a big feature of my childhood, but yeah. I think they're, you we still get them. We should have get brought them. a couple with us because we, we, sh- we have
0: got some still yeah. left over from 2019. So the yeah. first
3: one, we've got the story of the origins of Ice Pops because actually oh. initially... Should we do this story? Yeah.
0: Uh, initially, well, we got, are we initially right? it was oh, yeah. you called... You want to hear a story?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I think... Yeah, we've, okay. what I will do
1: is I'll put a five-minute on this, yeah. okay. just because we've got another chunk to do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It was called Popsicle, and it was the Playful Opportunities for Practitioners and Scholars in Information <laughs> Copyright Literacy. Event, something, or something like that, like yeah. That. yeah. Um, That's also a great acronym. It was yeah, great. It was a really good acronym, And then, yeah. you, then you said...
0: Well, I discovered it was a registered trademark.
2: And, oh, that's awkward.
0: Yeah. And, but appropriate. I, and I, I was like... kind of going, well, it's a registered trademark for, um, I think it's like to Unilever for selling like a, 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 an ice lolly, a type yeah. of ice lolly. But we had this like, we'd made a logo by this point. We got a designer to make us a logo of a really cool like ice lolly with popsicle around it. And we were just like... Hmm. Like, so we, we we spoke to one of our good friends who was like a copyright um, academic to just say, what would you do? And like, do you do you think we're we we you know because we're not trying to sell ice lollies, we're running a conference, and he was just like, well. You know, it okay, it might give you loads of extra kind of publicity and kudos if you got banned from using that (laughs) trademark, but it's probably a little bit of a risk you don't want to take. So, if you could come up with another name
3: by the time I got back home. We'd come up with You'd come name. up with another name. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I
0: called you, hadn't I? I was actually on a train going back to South London, and I, in the space of a sort of thirty-minute train journey, I'd run Chris, going, "Ah, we've got a problem," because we were literally about to launch the website the next day. He'd come up with a new name. And
2: can I just check that you've checked whether or not Ice Pops is trademarked?
0: We did check, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. No, we I, did. I was yeah.
2: going to wind you up that it was, but it's not.
0: <laughs> so I haven't found
2: anything called ice pops. I found ice pops as a generic word, but not actually trademarked. No. So yeah, yeah no, right, no, right. no, no, no. Damn. No. Okay, you checked. Yeah, we did. We did. We did check. We yeah. did our due diligence.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, so we we hadn't. We came up with a new name and uh, yeah
3: it's a lot of fun it is it's sold out yeah so, sold out this year yeah, yeah. we have a university we're of oxford we're
0: making it smaller though museum
3: of natural history is where it's taking place oh
0: well that's awesome mm. with a
3: focus on cultural heritage oh, wow. um, so it's brilliant
0: Mm, it's going to be good, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you can't go
3: because it's sold out.
1: Exactly.
0: You can stand <laughs> on the
3: outside looking in tearfully while yes. everyone well, else be the, If any of the tickets get returned, there may be some available
2: on yes. the Eventbrite page. We'll let
0: people come to our social event in the evening if they want as well. So that'll be where the musical performances take place.
2: Oh, are we going to well, get Well, I was going to
1: say, one? so we yeah, can probably we segue, we can segue to one. I mean. So, yeah, uh, one of the highlights of the, uh, the keynote was uh, some... Fantastic musical performances
0: all original works all,
1: all, all original works um, and Chris uh, Chris has got his guitar with him he I has yeah. yeah. can you give us a, a cheeky rendition of uh, one of your favourite okay. copyright numbers yeah 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 he Let's writes
0: theme tune sings the theme tune <laughs> <laughs> oh that sounds nice
3: sounds good I thought I would do the old theme tune, because I think we've mentioned our podcast, um, and uh, we have a theme tune to our podcast, Copyright Waffle, so I thought I'd just do that, it's not long, and then maybe we could do one other. Um, So the, the most recent podcast conversation we've had is with, oh, I'll come on to that later. So we'll just, let's start off with that. Yeah. It's not legal advice. But it will have to suffice because it's copyright waffle. Copyright waffle. Copyright waffle. Alright. There
1: we go. Belting. Absolutely <laughs> belting. Lovely. I wish you I wish you could see this, but you know, audio. I oh got. Guess you had some. You had some tickly songs as well, aren't you? Yeah,
3: yeah. So should we do the? Uh, tell me which one yeah, we're going to do. do. Okay. Well, let's. So this is a song that we wrote for one of our podcast guests, um, who is Professor Assun um, Estefe at the University of Barcelona, who spoke to us about her research. Um, so we wrote this song to commemorate that conversation, uh, which was a really good one. It? Yeah. And it is in a kind of. Uh, Latin style Um, lucky enough to get Enrique Iglesias actually to to perform this for us but there we go Um, I'll just have to make do with you have to make do with me She was a professor who came to England on a visit from the Barcelona shore following an interest in open access an expert in spanish civil law she gave a lecture at queen maria and she showed us what she found a few days beforehand she came to see us and explained how we may find some common ground be right, was not the problem, she was sure, to open access, access be your door negotiation's better than a change in law, check the podcast and the lecture to learn more,
2: derechas <laughs> de auto. Do you have a clap button on there? Oh
1: yeah I do! Yeah. <laughs> No, that's the wrong one. <laughs> oh, a crab one. Thank you very much. That was, that, that was, just, that, was awesome. that was excellent. That, that's we're weirdly, that's a core memory now, I think. I think this just we, this we, whole yeah. arrangement. Um, how do you feel having, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's reposition the dickery Doos. And I'm pausing.
2: Um, why did I say that out loud? Yeah, no, because now you have to edit out that pausing. <laughs> it could have been seamless. And now you have to edit out me talking about you editing out the pausing. Oh no! Yeah. Or, okay. Or do
1: I? Or do I? Mm. Okay. Uh, thanks so much. That was genuinely fabulous. So your keynote is you've done it. Yeah. You've done, done it. your keynote. How can... do you feel with your keynote done?
0: <sighs>
1: Good. Good. I, th- I think. Yeah. There's... Like we
0: can relax now. Yeah. A little we bit can actually. It. I mean, we were. We've been enjoying the conference loads. Anyway, I did my first escape room. Uh, I've mm. kind of actively avoided escape rooms because there's, like, all these, you know, puzzles and locks and things mm. that require...
2: Thinking. Yeah. And, and sort and, of a kind of slammed. yeah. Yeah.
0: But actually, I, I've been having a fantastic time. I just love the whole vibe going on at the conference. But now I feel like I'm really ready to just properly be able to relax like sink and in and
3: d- relax and enjoy yeah. yourself in it yeah yeah yeah, yeah we can yeah. let our hair down yeah um, we do a bit, that, bit,
0: we, of, bit of singing later
3: we, maybe yeah and the sun's come out so yeah. you know
0: might even put the Star Wars costumes back on maybe, who knows. we could just arrive couldn't we on a red carpet yeah. in the costumes like I, the king I think we've and had our moment now I think we need copyright. to
3: uh, yeah
1: <laughs> I don't think... It's, uh, this feels like the sort of place where, to be honest, nobody
2: would bat an eyelid if you
0: were both just walking
1: around in no. Star Wars costumes.
2: No. Maybe we should do that next year. Yeah, maybe Talk we about a theme. Mm. Or maybe mm. just do it. <clears throat> see, okay. See I'll, if, I'll, if it raises any comment. I'll bring my Jedi costume, and then if anybody else wears theirs, I will wear mine, but I'm not doing it on my own.
0: Fabulous.
2: <laughs> Sounds like we've got a pact yeah. made. Yeah. Um, so what's been uh, the highlight of your conference so far, other than your
1: own keynote? Mm.
0: Oh, Elliot's keynote. Elliot's yeah. keynote yeah. was really yeah. interesting, really, um, you know, thinking about inclusivity and play and thinking about, um, you know, what what we can kind of, that, that kind of discussion about rules as well and, you know, what rules there are around. I mean, I mean we, we, we like thinking about rules, don't we? Or,
3: yeah, or, and my... my job for a while has involved policy and setting things up and structures for decision making and that sort of rigidity you get from being in this kind of role. And then we've been thinking very much about well how you question those rules and think Mm. about the principles behind them. Um, And then I I would agree, Elliot, and we're looking forward to talking to Elliot some more Mm. about that. And we want to make sure that what we're doing is as inclusive as possible yeah Um,
0: because i think that's always been a bit of a concern isn't it around well
3: we just do what we do because we like to do it we like to have fun and we find that people enjoy seem to enjoy that but what we want to do is make sure that the most people possible are getting the benefit of it and that we're not just wandering into a situation and not thinking about it and that discussion
0: though about the kind of what you know what people have said about you that you know when they think you're not being professional and things like that and I think like it's really liberating being here at the conference to seeing people from all different fields who also want to be playful you know want to be taken seriously as well that doesn't mean that you know you just want to be a figure of fun does it but You know, being able to kind of poke fun at yourself, I think, is so important. Being able to admit when you don't know stuff. I I just think, like, as a teacher educator, that is the thing I try to instill in people as well, you know, that that you, you kind of got to be yourself, you know, when you're in front of a class. You have got to let them in a little bit. And, you know, most of my students realise how ridiculous I am within a few hours, at least, of being on a module with me. And well, okay,
2: you can manage a few, because I've never lasted beyond a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, it's that conflation between taking things seriously and being serious. Yeah. Oh, and where does that come from? Because there's no reason why those two things should be the same at all. No. And yet, it's, it's some, that somehow other people seem to... Pre- work from that as an operating assumption it's unfounded completely
0: yeah completely but it is it's also something i think when you get the older you get it, for me i found the easier it is to yes. just become
2: because there's yourself. fewer things you give a fuck about yeah.
0: basically yeah. yeah 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 and i think you know in the early part of my career i had real imposter syndrome i used to have go and stand in front of professors who just like look at me who are you small child telling me what to do and yeah. you know it i just well, which I wasn't. I wasn't ever there, but it made me feel like for a, a while in the early part of my career, I had to be very serious. Mm. I'd go and give a talk in a suit. I've like got all these suits I just got rid of because yes. i like, what on earth was I doing? You know? Yeah. But, but-, but
3: I think it's fair, it's understandable. I mean, in some ways, Getting older and getting more established in your field gives you more of an opportunity to do that because when you're younger and you're you're not sure of yourself, then you are going to try to be more formal. And Hmm. I think when you're younger, being a bit silly is likely to be seen as uh, a a manifestation of (laughs) not being serious and or or I think you're inexperienced. Mm. Yeah, and And, and this is not how we
0: do things. So I think in in some ways we're able to
3: be a bit silly Mm. because we've got the backing of what we've previously done but I think what we're trying to do is in our world to to try to break that down a bit because there's there's an awful lot of pomposity out there not just in our world but just generally speaking and it's not helpful uh, Mm. because it is exclusionary I think um, if you're forcing people to be unnatural and non-human bit and not being able to use humor and not being able to Express how they're feeling about something because and, they, and, they might get it wrong.
0: And also, just like it, it, you know, it's not it's not to say that you know when you're a teacher that you're an entertainer. You know, we're not trying to turn people into you know sort of professional entertainers. But there is something about you know when the the, the students they do they want to be engaged, don't they? They want to see your passion in a subject when they're listening to you, and that's what I try to say to lecturers as well that you know it it is about you know show letting that show through the, the why are you so super interested in the subjects that you're interested in and how can you then instill that in into the students that you're teaching how can you you know make them curious about things and
2: and give them the confidence to be their authentic selves as well I think that's a big difference it's you know what you're just saying about the fact that you you people say you can't do it this way and you believe them because you're young and you don't know any better yeah and then you get old and you realize actually you were only saying that because you don't know any better yeah and here I am being a different role model for actually not being walking around like you've got something up your ass (laughs) Uh, and and why not you know yeah yeah
1: so elliot's keynote a highlight so far yeah what's the uh what's the thing that you're looking forward to most in the rest of the conference
0: i'm looking forward to back to the future
3: yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. everybody
3: says this
1: i'm a big back to the
3: future fan i remember going to see it in the cinema i was 10 in 1985 I, I actually I actually
0: you. made a video um, with my brother. He was like quite good at skateboarding, and like I I absolutely would have been a YouTuber if I'd have been younger. I know I would because we we'd like nicked my dad's video camera. We um, sort of set up him doing all this skateboarding around and then we kind of got the Huey Lewis, you know, um, song and managed to kind of work out how to put that over the top of this video we made. <laughs> um, and we, we just thought it was like the coolest thing we'd ever done and it was just on a videotape and we just showed it to our friends. But it was, it, yeah, it was kind of completely inspired by the film and, you know, just being able to create something that was a actually a kind of copy of it,
1: <laughs> and we've gone full circle. We have a little bit, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, just want to talk. I mean, we're podcasters. Oh, I say we're podcasters. That sounds very grand, doesn't it? We're podcasters. Oops. We're nerds. Yes, we're podcasters. We're uh, podcasters, podcasters. We are uh, too. Yeah, we're we're not as we're not performers like you guys. You, you just smash the whole performance aspect of things. <laughs> We are, we're nerds, I guess is the thing. And Mark can't is Can't sing, looking...
2: can can act a little. No, no, Hank can't sing. Oh, whatever. <laughs> sorry. Can a cook a bit. No, no, I can't. set five things apart. Yeah. Oh, anyway, sorry,
1: sorry, go on. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but we're, 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 I say we. Mark is uh, looking into a bit of research around people who, well, educators who podcast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess, so just, I guess, tail off this... Uh, this review of the day and just kind of talking to you about Yeah, your if it's all right yeah, just um, to... So, uh,
2: informed consent thing is, you know, like you provide data we're going to use that to analyse and then put that into a paper if you want to co-author the paper that's brilliant or we can just use the data you can withdraw the data whenever you like um, we'll give you a chance to look at the paper before we publish it all those sorts of things uh, is that okay yeah fabulous okay yeah. cool Definitely. so I just wanted uh, well we've already said who you are and what's the name of the, oh uh, and the name of the podcast is uh, copyright waffle yep um so what was the do you have a format is there a way that you particularly structure each one
0: yeah well we're one of the things we 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 do have a format or we kind of did have a format. Oh. Um, we came up with this idea that we would ask a kind of similar set of questions to all our guests and we've done about 20 podcasts now and so we've been doing that until fairly recently haven't we, where we've kind of We had uh, a bit of a discussion with one of my colleagues who was um, a radio broadcaster, teaches podcasting at City in the journalism school and was a bit more like, "Mm, you could perhaps go a bit more off script sometimes. Um,
3: What we were doing was sending people a list of questions in advance in order to not feel like they were being ambushed. Mm. Um, And what Richard said to us was, you know what happens if you ask people a set of questions? They write down the answers uh-huh. and then you get the answers straight back at you. And actually, that's not really a conversation and that doesn't make great radio. Um, so we, we've we now moved away from having, we've got the same areas, but then we're tailoring it to uh, the guests themselves. So you're involved in this area. We'd like to talk about this and this aspect of it. So they've got an idea of where we're going to go with it. But it's now actually much more naturalistic as the way the, the conversation yeah. goes. I mean, my m- massive... Podcast hero is Adam Buxton, who I've been listening to. And I mean, that's where the, the songs and, you know, some of the skits and things come in from my perspective. Um, but those are kind of rambling and they go all up all over the place. As many great podcasts, and of course, there are many podcasts available. Um, but because the people we've been speaking to recently aren't necessarily copyright experts or copyright nerds. They're people whose lives have been touched by copyright, is what we say in the blurb. Um, things we've had a uh, classic, who are your copyright heroes? And um, for somebody like our most recent podcast guest, Mark Lewison, uh, uh, another huge hero of mine, the number one Beatles expert in the world. un—you know, un, <laughs> Unrivaled, unparalleled, his level mm. of depth of knowledge. But he knows loads about the copyright aspects of the Beatles they're publishing and we had an amazing conversation with him and if we'd stuck rigidly to that script it would have been a quite a stilted and short conversation and actually yeah. what we got from him was just incredible mm. so we're, we're kind of flexing it as we go and we're finding it really enjoyable to to sort of try different things.
0: Yeah we that that was the one I think where we recognized we needed to do something a bit Different, mm. and that was when we spoke to Richard, who who really did sort of say, "Well, you're you're kind of encouraging people to just stick a bit to a script if you do this." So, we have since then we've recorded a couple of others, and we've gone much more sort of not f- totally freeform. So, but you know, we we have still. Are some of the same questions but we haven't sent them a list of the questions in the way we were doing we've kind of just said these are some of the areas we want to talk about and I think what's happened is we've been able to have better richer conversations
3: but it's- there is one thing that always comes up in every episode which is cake Oh, yes. <laughs> Which is what everybody's favourite cake is.
0: Yeah, we uh, like to talk about copyright, but we do think it needs to have a nice slice of cake it's with an, it. A
3: cup of copyright enlightenment with a nice slice of cake. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: well, yeah. What,
3: what is the slice of cake? that interesting? Well, choice. it depends on. Uh, so, oh, for, oh, it, for yeah. you,
0: Chris? For, for, for me. Yeah, yeah. Ah,
3: right, okay. Uh,
0: I know what mine is immediately. Yeah. It's a coffee and walnut cake every time. Yeah. Oh, Buttercream, butter lots and lots of coffee. Oh.
3: Ooh, cream. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably go oh,
2: amazing. Like chocolate fudge.
0: Hot
3: Hot with ice cream. A scoop of vanilla pod ice cream. That's the oh. one.
2: Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you've learned about podcasting? So it's like not being too rigid with the questions. Anything else that have you've really kind of learnt from... Well,
0: Richard actually had another really good bit of advice, which was he just said like just switch your recorder on pretty much as soon as you get in the door (laughs) and start trying to record some of the kind of incidental things Mm. that's going on, and um, you know you can kind of pick up some of the sort of ambient sounds around you. And um, I think that's actually something Adam Buxton does as well, doesn't he? In some of his Mm. podcasts, where he was like talking to Philip Pullman and he's making a cup of tea, and there's all this kind of clinking of the tea and we, we kind of thought, Oh, you know, that, that that was the kind of thing maybe we shouldn't be doing but Richard was saying, Yeah, you could just try some of that more natural sort of stuff. Yeah. Um so there's that, um I mean just like the kit that you need as well. So we we bought a new um, recorder recently, didn't we? Yeah.
3: But Richard was very much talking to us about production. Who is producing you? Yeah, and, and we say, "Well, I'm doing the, I'm doing the editing." But of course, editing, technical stuff is different for production. Production mm. is all about the overall creative, what you're what you're creating and having that vision for it. So I think it's just what we're learning is we're just going to keep going and see where we get to. Mm. Um,
0: but like going right back to what motivated us to do a podcast was we were just thinking of different ways of communicating about copyright to people and obviously like games and written advice and stuff like that and actually the idea of audio and and having a podcast was just something where we just thought it kind of be really nice because people seem to quite like listening to us when we go and do a talk so let's just sort of try this out as a different medium to use and we've we've kind of i think we've just both really enjoyed you know trying out a different way of getting people to become interested in copyright who wouldn't normally be interested in it it's not to say we've got like hundreds and hundreds of people who are following. The podcast, but I think it does enable people to sort of you know, people who would just not be reading a paper or you know, yeah. going to the website to kind of listen to the podcast. I think it's well, it's, it's
1: also you, I suppose, working your way down through the list of potential mediums to do it in because you've done song, mm. you've done performance, interpretive dance. I mean, you know, podcasting was you were going to hit podcasting eventually, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, games.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the only final thing to say on that point is it, it is. I, it's a journey isn't it I mean Mm. it's in some ways we're interested to talk to these people and there's a double whammy of recording and turning into something that other people could share but it's actually it's like oh yeah that's a good point and then I think, well, but how does that work? And you are learning. And so we're learning we from are. the people we're talking to because they're all fascinating and we're choosing every single guest has been excellent. So we've been lucky that they've been set and we're getting momentum and we've got some ones lined up and they're you know, pretty cool yeah. people. And so. we do
0: we do sort of say we're using it to create an archive of, of these chats. You know, it's like a, not moment in time, but you know, it's it's it is kind of... Uh, people that are sort of talking about the stuff that's concerning them at the moment and it's it's, they're going on the record doing it I mean one of the things I think is really interesting because you know you're doing a piece of research about it we have wondered in future or could we then use our archive you know as a way of kind of mining Mm. it for for kind of data but obviously that's not the sort of premise that we were recording the podcast under so you know, but it's. I just think it is. It's a, It is going to be an interesting archive to, at the end yeah. of our lives, look back and review and say, you know, well, what did we learn from all that? Could, could we, do something with all that stuff we collected?
2: And have you learned anything from the actual practice of podcasting that's influencing your practice and the rest of what you do?
0: I say uh, far too many times. <laughs> Chris, i <laughs> spent ages cutting all the earth out. out. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You That's know, you can automate
3: off. that. You can automate, you
1: can automate it. Yeah, use Isotope, um, some of the RX software. Called, oh, nice. Um, and then you can because we have chief um here
2: oh, oh chief um yeah
1: chief, chief um we could
0: arm um, and uh um, each other for hours you, go, um, age, um, you, you um, isolate yeah.
1: you isolate a representative um hmm. go find similar you set a tolerance level it finds similar sounds and then you go
2: gain and so. they're all identical ums more Zinched. or less yeah. Yeah.
1: and then you find you know you maybe find is three it, or four it universal ums in do it. I, i'll take it. out 200 ums
2: okay Yeah, I think it's the, I got different, I I start to say something and then I rethink about how I want to say it and I will actually have three goes at a sentence before. So if I'm doing the editing, what I'm doing a lot is I'm not just taking out the ums, I'm taking out the first two options that I had in my head. And then I realise I didn't quite complete that sentence before I started the next one. So it's like, actually, I need to take that entire three quarters of a sentence out because it's not a complete one. So there's that, but it's just the brain going at a different speed than the mouth really
1: I I, I jumped over you there
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's another reason we have to do editing is because we keep on we got told off by the last people we interviewed So you do talk over each other a lot. <laughs>
0: we, we try not to talk over each other, mm. but it's it's been harder if we've done stuff remotely, hasn't it, where that happens like, naturally in the room. We kind of look at each other. and. Mm. But I, I do get quite nervous, I have to say, when we're recording it. And sometimes I can't really appreciate what the person's saying to us because I'm kind of quite tied up in the process of, Trying to go through the questions, you're and thinking
3: of what you're going to say next. Yeah. You're trying to think of a, a direction to push. I'm it.
0: overthinking it um, absolutely as I, well. I think I'm feeling a bit more relaxed as time goes on, but it does. It causes me a little bit of a sense of oh, the, but I, of the but recorder's the, on. The,
3: the fact is that is that's just what happens when you're doing this kind of thing. Because of course you're on high alert because you've got something really valuable. You've got somebody who is incredibly engaging and entertaining and it's got something to share with you and you don't want to stuff it up and you don't want to let it, Mm. you know, you could run it into a ditch if you're not careful. So the process of editing, even though it takes me a long time because I do most of the editing, but I really enjoy that process of reordering what you've got. And it's not necessarily just a linear thing. And you can go, well, actually that bit didn't quite fit, but this bit makes it really good. And then that editing is so... Integral to kind of creating something which has got a feel to it, and I just I love I love that part mm. of it. Does it change what we do elsewhere? well We don't edit when we're doing a live session, but I think it's just well that's that and that's that, and those are all different things and they complement. I mean, he
0: loves coming up with new little jingles as well. Then he's kind of like got <laughs> an idea, and uh, in our most recent one where you. Came up with your little copyright pedant.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yes. got the copyright pedant coming yeah. in, yeah. setting us right when we make a mistake about some, um, aspect, any aspect, of uh, yeah. some aspect of copyright law. There yeah. are some clarifications
1: needed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be legal advice, but it does
3: have to be right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, final question is: if your if um if copyright waffle was a cake, what sort of cake would it be?
0: It'd be a it'd be a waffle. It, would, it? Be a waffle. It'd just it would be a waffle. Well, I tell you, what would
2: the topping of the
3: waffle be? I
0: think be? It it would it be one of those potato waffles th- that we put sugar on that time when we were in Poland? I,
3: it could be. Uh, yeah, I I, I actually think it, it would be a multi-layered cake. It would have every single different ki- type of cake. It would be incredibly tall, um, it'd be like that
0: rainbow cake. Yeah, a bit like labels. a
3: rainbow cake. Yeah, um, ridiculously um, yeah. over ambitious. Mm. Um, Layers Sometimes. and layers of. And if you were to try to consume the whole <laughs> thing at once, it would really make, make you sick. make quite sick. Mm, yeah, uh, but little and often.
0: Uh,
2: a little slice of it. A little slice. Yeah. yeah. Now and again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Cool. Okay, that was it. I think. That oh, was awesome. Thank you. Shall That's
1: I? It. Uh, shall I bring us home then? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll cool. So, uh, where can and... people
3: find you online? Well, copyright waffle is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, other podcast providers as well, um, but. Everything really that we do we publicize through copyrightliteracy.org. People can follow the blog. We're also on Twitter yeah. uh, at UK copyright lit. And so we're and we're we all tweet over
0: independently as well. We do. So, so I'm Jay Secker.
3: And I'm at C Bowie Morrison. Bowie being my real middle name and nothing to do with David Bowie. Yeah. See so Bowie Morrison. For from the, from the man who's been caressing his guitar, mm. that's g- me.
1: gently, like a, yeah. like a <laughs> faithful Labrador. Um, <laughs>
0: it's a very pretty guitar.
1: But,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, excuse me, sorry. Throat frog in my throat. Oh, I've got to edit that out now. That, no, I'm, I'm not going to edit that out. That's staying in. The frog in my throat is staying in. It's part of the country
2: now. Ribbit. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Brilliant. Well, okay, that's,
1: uh, yeah, cool. Uh, well, that has been, uh, I guess, our coverage of day two of uh, Playful Learning, mostly because I'm now going to disappear into my hotel room and edit this and, uh, and push it out.
2: Recharge your batteries. And,
1: and literally recharge my batteries while not actually recharging my, my other batteries, the ones inside <laughs> the metaphorical me. Metaphorical ones. Well, we'll have tea in a bit and then back to the future. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That's really cracking. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thank
0: you. Thanks for inviting thank us. I
1: well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been genuinely wonderful. Again, massively enjoyed the keynote. It was just, <laughs> it was. It, it was energising. I felt like I, I felt like I wanted to go out and learn copyright law by the end. By the way, we might have a small copyright question afterwards, which we need to do off the record. Okay. That's fine. But Mark can ask that. Yeah. Um, just okay. in case you know the police needs to be. Correct. Remember, it's not legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not legal advice, but it should be correct. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it'll have to suffice. Yeah. So it'll have
1: to spice. Uh, yes. So thank you very very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website pedagodzilla.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Twitter. I am at pedagodzilla.
2: I'm at Mark Childs. And, and we've just done there. just had, their we've app, just had app, your rats as well. So.
1: Um, if you enjoyed the show, and we really hope you did, then um, great. Good for you. I mean, just pat yourself on the back, I suppose. Um, maybe have a slice of cake. A big slice of rainbow cake. In fact, why not bake our podcast URL into a cake? Then send it out to your neighbours. They gonna have a slice through the letterbox. And if the dog doesn't have it, then they'll be like, ah, oh, cake with a URL in it. So they might Google it. They might find the podcast. And then they too will be happy and informed. Anyway, we love you lots. And we'll see you next time on Pedaconsillar. Goodbye now.
2: Bye. That wasn't just bringing it on home. That was taking it around the block three or four times. (laughs)